The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Fantasy football starts, sits, and waiver wire plays and daily fantasy sleepers. You're listening to Sean Ryan on the Get Paid Podcast. Uh, this is the fantasy football-centric episode, so no Brad today. We're just rolling through game-by-game, position-by-position, start-to-finish. We're going to capture all of the starts, all the sits, some touchdown predictions, and like I said, those deep, weak waiver wires. If you missed out on the first round, like the McKinnons and the Mike Davises and so on and so forth, we got some more for you that you can plug and play this week if your roster is still hurting. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go... I'm going to go through quarterback, then tight end, then running back, then wide receiver. So uh, yeah, stay tuned. We'll just kind of roll right through things, and uh, we'll get your we'll get your rosters tuned and ready to go. So let's dig right in. Fantasy football quarterbacks starts, sits, and waiver plays. We're talking streams. We're talking late week waiver plays here. I'm going to go game by game, uh, talking uh, you know position by position. Make sure you check out um, the running backs, wide receivers, and tight end segments. Also, please, if you're joining this network for the first time, please like, please comment, please subscribe. All that stuff uh, helps quite. Uh, quite a lot. So I'm going to be running through my starts and sits for the quarterbacks. Game by game, here we go. Thursday night football, Miami Dolphins versus Jacksonville Jaguars. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I have a sit grade. I have maybe one touchdown pass for Mr. Fitzpatrick. Um, I think he can do a lot better. I know Fitzpatrick, I think he was a top 10 quarterback last week. I know he has value week to week, but for me, this week is not the week to start him. Jacksonville, though, I think we're getting pretty close to Gardner Minshew starting every week. I've been saying this, but if you're new to the network, this will be new to you. Uh, but uh, Gardner Minshew, look, uh, I know he's a six-round pick. A lot of people think he's just a mustache and a lot of uh, you know public relations and PR and all that stuff. He's a legit quarterback. He uses his legs more than you think he does. He has now a wider uh, arsenal of weapons. I love the addition of Tyler Eifert to this team. James Robinson runs like a beast. I love him. Uh, LaVisca Chenault um, is a Swiss Army knife uh, for there. You can run. You can pass. Um, and then not only that, but you have DJ Chark, who, who uh, Gardner Minshew throws, loves, uh, has great chemistry with and everything. So Gardner Minshew, for me, is a start. I actually, uh, you know, my, my pick engine, my computer analytics actually say Gardner Minshew could be the fourth-ranked quarterback this week. I have a multiple touchdown grade on him. I love the offensive system. It's great for quarterbacks. It has always produced starting quarterbacks. So Gardner Minshew, um, I would definitely, by the way, pull him off of waivers because he's still available in a lot of leagues. Um, Okay, Chicago versus Atlanta. Mitchell Trubisky this week is a start for me. He's playing in Atlanta defense that is struggling. He also uses his legs. That's big in fantasy football. It's big in daily fantasy. He actually might be, along with Gardner Minshew, my favorite daily fantasy sleeper of the week. He is available for everybody off of waivers right now. If you're hurting at quarterback, which most of you aren't, I I recognize that at this stage in the season, the quarterbacks knock on wood are still healthy. Uh, But Mitchell Trubisky is a guy that could have season long value. I know it's crazy to say, but if you're in a super flex league, he might be out on waivers for you, which is kind of nuts. But you know, he's somebody you should probably be taking a flyer on at this point. He's a buy low candidate and uh, you know, he could help you out quite a bit. Now Atlanta, Matt Ryan, at this point, he's kind of on the verge of being a weekly start, especially when you have Julio uh, Jones and Calvin Ridley to throw to, not to mention Russell Gage and uh, Hayden Hurst. 
but I don't love the matchup for Atlanta this week. Um, if you have Matt Ryan and you kind of you know go between two quarterbacks, this might be the week for you. Mitchell Trubisky, I actually have outscoring Matt Ryan based on rushing yardage. Uh, and let's remember the Chicago Bears defense. This isn't 2019 where everybody was high on him and they didn't meet the hype. Uh, this is 2020. They're better this year than they were last year. It's an interesting matchup. I wanted to, to kind of delve into this analytically. I didn't get a chance to this week. Um, but Chicago's defense is good. That's the moral of the story here. I have Matt Ryan. I mean, he's a mid-grade starter. I have him ranked as the 14th quarterback in terms of computer projections. He'll get two touchdown passes. I think you can lock that in every week, but I don't think this is the week where we're going to see about 40 points from Atlanta, uh, but it's a good test for Chicago's defense, and we'll get some more am- answers after this. Cincinnati versus Philadelphia. Philadelphia's defense is uh, reeling right now. Um, I, it, you know, They're pretty solid still against the run, at least in terms of yards per carry average, but the passing, uh, the passing defense just isn't there yet. Uh, they let the Washington football team come back on them. We saw what happened with the Rams last week and Tyler Higby. They're vulnerable in a few spots. Cincinnati, Joe Burrow in his second NFL start um, had 61 passing attempts, which I think is a little ridiculous. But what do we know about Zach Taylor at this point? Yes, he has Joe Mixon, but he'll generally gravitate towards the pass if he has that opportunity. Um, I don't think that 61 yards was a fluke. Or I'm sorry, 61 passing attempts was a fluke for Joe Burrow. Uh, I do think he will get better and better, and he's better with his legs than you would think he'd be as well. He's um, he's still acclimating to the NFL game, and what do you do? You scramble around, and, and he's good enough to scramble, especially when you have all the receivers going downfield. A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, um, you know Higgins, um, uh, Ross, you know anybody who's in there is going downfield. Burrow has a lot of room to run. So I like him. I don't love him this week. I think he's a bottom grade starter. I think I have him ranked as 12th. I think he'll get two touchdown passes this week um, or maybe a touchdown pass and a run or something like that. He'll find the end zone. You might be able to do better off of waivers like a Gardner Minshew I actually have as a higher projection. But Joe Burrow, long term, if he's available on the waivers, you need to snap him up, um, especially with this uh, arsenal of receivers he has. Now, Philadelphia, Carson Wentz. The Philadelphia Eagles offense, they are dying for some help on the outside. I saw last week uh, the Rams, basically their game plan was to take away Goddard, take their chances with Ertz. Um, Now, (laughs) is that going to be the case every week? I think that the defenses will basically focus on the tight ends. That's what this offense is. Miles Sanders is going to have to start churning up yardage on the ground. And I actually, you know, I hate to say it, but Philadelphia needs Alshon Jeffrey back. So they have somebody in the possession on the outside so that the middle of the field opens back up. I'm I'm a believer in Carson Wentz. I'm a believer that the Eagles will be a factor, but I want to see it on the field. I'm not going to keep betting on them in fantasy until they start proving results, so I'm going to stay away from them this week. Houston versus Pittsburgh. Deshaun Watson, for me, every week is your starter. You probably drafted him in the fifth round or earlier if you have him. So I recognize you'll play him. Uh, Pittsburgh, Ben Roethlisberger, I think he's going to beat my low projection. Um, now, they're not as sharp the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. They're not as sharp as they will be by the end of the year. I'm a big buyer on Roethlisberger. If he's available on waivers, um, he shouldn't be. But if he is, you should snap him up. He's got Deontay Johnson. He's got Juju Smith-Schuster. He's got James Washington. He's got Chase Claypool. And he's got uh, James Conner out of the backfield. They're just going to be really good all year long. Even when they're rusty, Ben Roethlisberger has value. Um, So I think you can start him if you want to. I only have him uh, in terms of computer projections, getting into the end zone, throwing uh, two touchdown passes, which is this particular week. You know, not that great, nothing to write home about. But again, I think he's going to outperform this projection. 
Los Angeles Rams versus the Buffalo Bills. Jared Goff, I think, has a tough week. Uh, we know the Buffalo Bills' defense is strong. They didn't play, in my opinion, up to their standard uh, against the Miami Dolphins, but uh, this is not the week for me to bet on Goff. Um, I, I just think it's going to be a little bit of a lower-scoring game. Josh Allen, though, based on his ability to run, and he's throwing dimes deep down the field. Buffalo is going to give the Rams the, their defense's toughest test of the season thus far offensively. Uh, they are a legit offense. Josh Allen is a legit top 10 quarterback. I have Josh Allen ranked as the number seven quarterback this week, getting two touchdowns for sure, possibly two rushing touchdowns as well. So that gives him a boost, as everybody knows. Jared Goff, like I said, he's a sit. Maybe one touchdown pass this week is my projection. Um, so I focus on the running game for the Rams, not the passing game. San Francisco versus the New York Giants. If Jimmy Garoppolo plays uh, or if Mullins plays, either way, I have them at about mid-league uh, 17. So in Superflex, you can play. In Daily Fantasy, um, I would not buy. I, I think you can do way better like a Trubisky or Minshew um, in terms of Daily Fantasy. Plus, they're banged up. We know about the receivers. I have a feeling that the 49ers will go too tight end this week and probably play a little bit more of that, uh, what we've been seeing from Philadelphia, honestly, in their offensive system. Um when Debo Samuel comes back, it'll add another dimension. I don't like that Mostert's not going to play. Coleman's out. McKinnon I do like. We'll talk about him in the running back segment. Um, and then maybe Jeff Wilson as well. I like him. Uh, but, yeah, quarterback, I'm staying away in San Francisco until things settle down. But they will. Uh, San Francisco's a good team. New York Giants, we'll see what happens there. I mean, the loss of Saquon Barkley kind of deflated the offense. Um, I am a believer in the Daniel Jones to Darius Slayton combination. Are they going to go spread? I have a feeling that while Devontae Freeman kind of works his way into action, you know, I think it'll be more of a running back split. Again, we'll talk about that with the running back segment. But while that's happening, I feel like Garrett is going to have to rely on on uh, Daniel Jones. I think he's going to have to rely on him to, to basically run a spread offense. So I actually think the receiving game and the passing game, the numbers improve. I have Daniel Jones projected as a 60, which is the t 16, which is the 25th ranked projection for me at quarterback. Um, but again, I just, by necessity, I think he's going to outperform that. So maybe a daily fantasy sleeper, but I wouldn't do much else. Washington versus Cleveland. Dwayne Haskins, I'm sorry I'm a sit every week on him. Uh, I'm looking at the value he gives fantasy owners is what he's going to do. He's going to isolate uh, Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas all season. Although this week we have an analytic matchup with Steven Sims, who's questionable if he plays. He could find the end zone. Cleveland, Baker Mayfield. I think this is going to be Cleveland running against Washington's offensive line and a lot of uh, deep shots to Odell Beckham. I think that's the, the recipe for success for Cleveland this week. Um, Baker Mayfield I have ranked as the 13th top quarterback. So if you're in super flex, I say start them. Uh, you can do better elsewhere if uh, if you're looking for somebody off the bench or off of waivers. Carolina versus the Chargers. Bridgewater, I didn't like what I saw from him. Now the injury to Christian McCaffrey, uh, same kind of thing like I was saying with Daniel Jones, should get an uptick. Uh, he still has Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore to throw to. Is this the game where he starts to throw touchdown passes? Frankly, it should be. Uh, but again, I'm kind of a uh, a wait and see on that. I want to see him prove it on the field. The Chargers, Herbert's getting his second start. I think Herbert, um, I don't have a great projection. I actually, his computer projection is ranked 31st in the league, which is awful, but he is the real deal. I was very impressed with what he did. I think if he had had a full week of practice prior to Kansas City, um, I think they that the Chargers would have won that game. Having this full week, Keenan Allen has new life. Uh, Austin Eckler out of the backfield has new life. Um, Michael, uh, Mike Williams uh, on the outside. I think he's going to have some deep balls thrown in his direction. 
I like Herbert in daily fantasy. I'm not going to play him in my fantasy league. Daily fantasy, I like him. Snap him up off of waivers if you can because I think he's going to be really good. The problem is there's a little bit of murkiness there with Terod Taylor. Is he going to be the starter? We'll see. New York Jets versus Indianapolis Colts. Sorry, Darnold's a perpetual sit for me. I'm not playing him in any format. I don't care. Indianapolis, Phillip Rivers, he's moving the ball, but he's turning the ball over. Because of those turnovers, I have him as a mid-grade. I mean, he's going to get passing yardage. The injury to Paris Campbell doesn't help, uh, but I think T.Y. Hilton has a nice game. I think Zach Pascal will be fine. Uh, but again, you can do better off of waivers this week. Super flex, you can give him a start, um, but he's nothing to write home about this week. Dallas versus Seattle. Look, I love um, both of these teams' offenses. Uh, Seattle's secondary is pretty good, but I do think Dak Prescott will be able to run the ball, or I'm sorry, uh, push the ball and get points because of his ability to run. I have Dak Prescott projected as the top overall quarterback this week, which is nuts. Um, you know, he has a four touchdown grade against the Seattle Seahawks. In reality, I think he's probably going to play a little bit lower. My computers like him a lot more than I do, uh, but he's a definite start. That's what I'm saying. Take that away. Russell Wilson, meanwhile, I have him projected as the fifth ranked quarterback, also with a four touchdown um, designation for him. So I think he's worth the daily fantasy play. Honestly, I mean, through two games, he's uh, on pace for 72 touchdown passes. So he's doing okay. Detroit versus Arizona. Matthew Stafford. Um, I have, I don't love the matchup, but that changes if Galladay plays, who's questionable at this point. If Galladay plays, then suddenly you have Marvin Jones and Galladay on the outside. Swift, I love out of the backfield, is kind of a third down back. Um, you know, you still have Amendola, you still have Hawkinson. I like his weapons actually this week if Galladay plays, so I think he'll exceed that projection and is a good daily fantasy play. Arizona, Kyler Murray, perpetual start. I have Kyler Murray um, with three touchdowns, but a lot of rushing yardage against Detroit. Uh, so I have him as a start grade. Absolutely. I mean, come on, you got to start him. He's, he's playing some really good football. He's ranked third overall in terms of quarterbacks for me this week. Uh, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, uh, Denver, Jeff Driscoll. Driscoll is a sit. The Bucks defense is a lot better than they were last year. The addition of uh, Winfield Jr. to their secondary has made a huge difference. Uh, Driscoll, I don't think, takes you away too much from what Drew Locke can produce on the field, just given where they are in their career. And Driscoll will run a little bit more than you think he would. <clears throat> but, you know, losing Cortland Sutton, I hate that for uh, for the Denver Broncos. Tampa Bay, Tom Brady I have as a mid-grade starter, but I think this is the week that he starts to string it together. Frankly, uh, there were too many drops last week. Brady was throwing the ball really well. LaShawn McCoy in the end zone, inexcusable drop, my goodness. But, um, you know, I think Godwin will be back this week. Then you have Evans. He's throwing the ball better. Um, and I think Tampa Bay's running the ball better. I don't know what's going to happen with Ronald Jones and Fournette. But either way, I think this running game will be able to support the passing game. So I actually am bullish on Tom Brady, even though my computer projections don't love him. Two games left here, Green Bay Packers versus New Orleans Saints. I'm a start on Aaron Rodgers. I think the Saints will do well against Aaron Jones to slow him down. Uh, the Saints' run defense is good. You saw it actually against uh, the Las Vegas Raiders last week. Uh, Jacobs, even though he was running strong in the fourth quarter, he only got like 3.3 yards per carry. It's going to be tough for Green Bay to find room. They will stick with that run, but the benefit for Green Bay and, and that the matchups are going to be in the secondary. New Orleans has talent back there. Um, I know DeMonte Adams is um, is banged up with that hang, uh, hamstring, but I believe that Aaron Rodgers will, uh, will be a start this week, and I think he'll get three touchdown passes. New Orleans, Drew Brees did not play well last week. Uh, the, the offense is inefficient. The penalty yardage, New Orleans is awful, which means they're completely undisciplined. They're just not crisp, but it's New Orleans. They're going to be back at some point. Uh, I like Brees a lot more if uh, Thomas can play. We'll see what happens as the week goes on. 
but I have him as a mid-grade starting destination, so eh. You know, I think you can do better. Patrick Mahomes, uh, I don't have as a great projection. That's really because my computers are really respecting uh, Baltimore's defense. That said, it's Patrick freaking Mahomes stardom, okay? I only have him getting uh, thrown for two touchdowns this week, uh, which is a lot against Baltimore's defense, in my opinion. But, you know, Kansas City was flat. The Chargers did good. I think this offense is going to come out really focused and ready to go, plus... They're playing the Baltimore Ravens. This is a huge matchup. Lamar Jackson, I do have as a, as a nice um, a nice start regardless analytically. And, of course, you start Lamar Jackson every week anyway. I have him getting into the ends or throwing two touchdown passes but also getting a healthy amount of rushing yardage. Now, people off the waivers, if you're looking for a waiver wire start, if you're really struggling at quarterback and you're worried, there are two quarterbacks that I think can help you season long. Analytically, before the season, my uh, computer projections had these guys in about the 10 to 12 range season long. We're seeing it on the field already. Ryan Tannehill, Gardner Minshew, they should be rostered in every league, in every format. If they're available for you, pick them up. I love their projections um, you know, season long, but I love their projections this week as well. And in daily fantasy, if you can still get these guys at a bargain, I think they're worth it. Um, now, in terms of just this week, this week plays, maybe not necessarily season long like the first two, Mitch Trubisky and Joe Burrow, I have as nice grades for both of these guys. Uh, Trubisky, I think more because of the legs and then also the matchup. He's playing the Atlanta Falcons. And then Joe Burrow, just the amount of volume that this offense gives to quarterbacks to throw, that's one thing. And Joe Burrow is also pretty quick. And, uh, you know, they can run. He scored on a QB draw against Cleveland. Um, the first week against the Chargers, they only really moved the ball when he started running in the fourth quarter. Uh, I think that was coinciding with the Chargers playing a little bit of prevent as well, or at least loosening up their coverages. But either way, Burrow is growing as a quarterback, and he has weapons. So I do like him season long, but in this particular week, if you're looking for a stream play and you strike out on Tannehill and Minshew, Burrow's a good one for me this week. So uh, that wraps it up for the quarterbacks. Like I said, please like, comment, subscribe. Fantasy Football Week 3 tight ends, starts, sits, and waiver plays. We're going to be working through game by game the tight end starts, sits, and maybe some touchdown predictions as well. Uh, then we'll give you some waiver wire plays, some daily fantasy sleepers. And at the end for our live stream, we'll answer some questions as well. We have a lot to get through, so let's just dig right in. Thursday Night Football, Mike Gesicki is a start for me. I think he could be good, but there is some question there. Was last week an aberration? Or was it a sign of things to come? I think if you have a fantasy football team that is need, uh, that needs a tight end and he's still available on waivers, stash him. Let's see if he does it two weeks in a row. If he is, then it is a good sign. But don't bet everything. It's only been two games, everybody. So, you know, it could have been a matchup-specific thing. But either way, maybe Daily Fantasy play him. Uh, Jacksonville, although I like Tyler Eifert in this system, I don't have him as a start this week. Uh, so there you go. Chicago versus Atlanta. Jimmy Graham, I actually do have him as possibly getting the end zone, like, like a two-catch, 15-yard, one-touchdown type game. So if you're in a touchdown-only league, a standard league, maybe that's uh, a good tight end to play off a bench. But I think you can do better this week. Hayden Hurst, I think, gets in the end zone this week. I have him as a start and ranked as the fifth to uh, ranked tight end. He's somebody in daily fantasy I might look at buying um, on the cheap rather than buy like a guy like uh, you know Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews or somebody like that. Cincinnati, here's an interesting one. Was uh, with Yuzma out, Drew Sample. I actually have ranked my computers, not me. My computers rank him as the number four tight end. What does that say to me, and how do I use the computer projections? That to me says, hmm. That's interesting. Um, there's a consolidation of targets. We know Joe, uh, Joe Burrow is going to throw the ball um, regardless of si situation. Drew Sample to me is a daily fantasy sleeper play. I'm not going to put him in on my roster, 
but he's a daily fantasy sleeper play. If you're looking for that really cheap tight end, he's the guy for me this week. Philadelphia, I think you start both tight ends just based on volume and the way this offensive system is, is predicated on throwing to two tight ends. They don't have any threat on the outside um, at wide receiver there. They have to use the tight ends. I don't have great projections on them, but just based on usage, you start Ertz, you start Goddard. Houston versus Pittsburgh, Darren Fells and Aikens. You know, here's the deal. With um, with DeAndre Hopkins being traded, now Will, Will Fuller out, there's going to be a massive distribution of targets. That means David Johnson's going to get um, catches out of the backfield. Duke Johnson as well, if healthy. Um, you're going to see you know Cobb and Cooks kind of split targets and everything. The tight ends are going to be more of a factor on the goal line. I think they'll be very good. Darren Fells, I like one of these tight ends more if the other one gets injured. So I'm staying away from him now, but keep a very close eye on this with Wolf Fuller out. Uh, Pittsburgh, Ebron, I, you know, the receivers are so good there. I'm just selling on Pittsburgh tight ends every week. I just, it, it's too volatile a position, daily fantasy, whatever. I'm just, I'm selling on them. Las Vegas, Darren Waller, is there a, look, I know he's playing the Patriots. I know they're going to do everything they can to stop him. You got to start Darren Waller. He's a physical freak. Now, it's funny because the Raiders, he's so good that the Raiders almost exclusively use him as a as a, um, as a a decoy in the goal line. So it's frustrating if you have him because he doesn't get a lot of touchdowns. But there was a play, I don't know if, if you're a Raiders fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's a play that they brought him in motion right when he got to about the quarterback on his way across the line. He went into a dead sprint, right? So you think that, oh, the ball's got to be going there over there as a defense. He took two defenders with him, opened it up for the fullback or something to come in and catch a tight end. That's what they've been doing for like two years with this guy. But he's that dynamic. At some point, teams are going to have to get wise and start single covering him on the goal line. And when that happens, Waller could catch two touchdowns a week. So you start him every week. I don't care who he's playing. Uh, New England, I actually have a start grade on Izzo, but it's Izzo. I'm, I'm not I'm not starting that. And plus, you know, on the goal line is where he'd get his stuff. Cam Newton's running too much on the goal line. If I'm going to pick a pass receiver on the goal line, it's going to be uh, Nikhil Harry for me personally. The Rams, Tyler Higby is a start. I like him this week. Buffalo, Dawson Knox, he's questionable. I have him as a sit, and I stay away from the other backups there. San Francisco, Kittle, assuming he plays, is a start for me. I don't have a great projection on him, but it's Kittle. You start him. Now, because he's a little banged up, because the 49ers receivers are banged up, I actually think they'll do a lot of two tight end. My, my computers project Jordan Reed very poorly. I personally, my gut tells me he's going to be used more and could be a touchdown candidate. So I would roll the dice if you're hurting at tight end. He's one guy I'd pick up off of waivers if still there and play. New York Giants, Evan Ingram, I, it's not a good grade on him. I'm, a, I'm sitting Evan Ingram this week. I'm probably picking up somebody off of waivers. My, the analytics are so bad on him, and I know that they'll have to pass more and all that. I'm sitting Evan Ingram against this 49ers defense. Uh, Tennessee, Jonu Smith is a definite start for me this week. Um, he's still available for a lot of people on waiver wire, so pick him up if you need that tight end. Uh, Minnesota, Kyle Rudolph could start him, but I'm not going to. There you go. Washington, Logan Thomas, he's going to get targets. He might lead the team in targets this week. You got to start him every week. The only thing holding him back is that Haskins just, they haven't been great on the red in the red zone, and Haskins... He's he's not looking good as a quarterback. He's a little bit too raw. Um, but Thomas will get you catches and yardage. And they've tried to throw to him. Actually, he should have had a touchdown last week. Haskins missed him. So uh, Thomas is, is going to be a weekly start for me at this point. If he's still available on waivers, snap him up. And he is for a lot of people. Cleveland, Austin Hooper. Um, go ahead and start him. One of these tight ends is going to get in the end zone. It's either going to be him or Harrison Bryant. Start Hooper this week. Uh, Carolina versus the Chargers, Ian Thomas. No, I don't like tight ends in this system. Very similar to um, Arizona. 
I, I think they go wide receiver. Eh, I'm not into it. Uh, with Justin Herbert starting, I like Hunter Henry a lot more. You can start him. New York Jets. Herned, I'm staying away from every New York Jet not named uh, Jamison Crowder or Le'Veon Bell when he comes back and is healthy. I'm just staying away. I don't I don't care what the analytics say. And the analytics don't like him this week either. Indianapolis. Um, Jack Doyle would be a start if he plays. If not, I think you'd be very comfortable starting Ali Cox. Um, either one of these starting tight ends for Indianapolis, I think he can plug and play this week. Dallas, Dalton Schultz. There's too much receiver that I like this week. I do like his projection against Seattle, but Dallas's wide receivers are so strong. I think that's where they're going to go. Yes, I know Seattle's secondary. They're very good. It's going to be an interesting test. I'm going to stay away from Dalton Schultz. If he looks good this week, then, then we can talk about him a little bit more. That's how I feel. Uh, Greg Olson, I have as a bottom line starter, more of in the standard league or daily fantasy. He's more of a touchdown candidate than a catches and yardage guy. Plus, he was completely, completely non-existent last week against New England, which is interesting because Russell Wilson threw for five touchdowns. Uh, Detroit versus Arizona. TJ Hawkinson is a start. Arizona, I stay away from tight ends every week. Um, but TJ Hawkinson, I like this week. Even if Galladay comes back, I like him. It only makes him stronger, in my opinion, on the goal line. Tampa Bay, I'm staying away. Too much murkiness with Gronkowski and Howard. I'm just going to stay away. Denver, Noah Fant. No Cortland Sutton there. Um, team's keying in on Judy. They're going to try to key in on Fant as well, but he will get enough volume. I'm going to start on Noah Fant. He's ranked number nine for me in tight ends this week. Green Bay versus New Orleans. Mercedes Lewis, Tanyan, whoever, Sternberger. I'm staying away from tight um, from tight end in Green Bay. There's it, Here's the deal. Aaron Rodgers likes Mercedes Lewis. So Mercedes Lewis, Mercedes Lewis is going to get in the field. How about this, Green Bay? Find any receiver to compliment Devontae Adams for crying out loud. But Allen Robinson and Valdez Scantling have been playing better this season, so I'll give them credit where credit's due. New Orleans, Jared Cook is a start for me, uh, but I'm not starting like Josh Hill or Taysom Hill or anything like that. Uh, Kansas City, uh, Travis Kelsey, weekly start. He's in the top 10 again. Mark Andrews, I don't have a great grade on him this week, but you got to start him. It's Mark Andrews. Start him. Um, he's going to be a factor every week. So there you go. There's the full boat of games. Uh, live stream. I'll get to your uh, questions in just a second here, but some waiver wire and some daily fantasy plays. Drew Sample has a crazy, <laughs> a crazy computer projection for me. So for that reason, I think daily fantasy rotate him in some, some lineups. But I'm not playing him in uh, in like redraft or dynasty or any, any of my fantasy leagues. Johnny Smith is a start in every category for me. I think uh, you could probably pick him up off of waivers still. Logan Thomas is still somebody you could pick up off of waivers. Look, Washington's offense isn't great, but they target Logan Thomas a lot. He gets quality targets in the red zone as well. If you watch the games, uh, he's a start. Greg Olson, like standard touchdown only, um, could be there. And I mentioned Bit Gesicki before. Is he... Is he more like we saw in week two, or is he more like we saw in week one? You know, we'll find out a little bit more in week three. Uh, still a little bit too many questions for me to risk it for him, given that you can still get like a Logan Thomas or Jonu Smith um, off of waivers in most scenarios. But um, Gesicki, if you need a tight end, you want to take a bet on one. Again, I would take a bet on Logan Thomas before, but, um, you know, I wouldn't argue against that. There's no shortage of action going on with our exclusive partners at betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making its way back. MLB and now NBA join UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and soccer. BetOnline has all the best odds and lines for the upcoming games and matches. Need more? BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every day live for you to check out. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline also has hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and all the best props in the business. Visit betonline.ag 
AG or use your mobile device and join now to receive your new welcome bonus and start playing today. Bet online, your online wagering experts. Visit betonline.ag and don't forget that promo code podcast1. That's P O D C A S T O N E for your sign up bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Fantasy Football Week 3 wide receivers starts sits and waiver wire plays, maybe some daily fantasy sleepers as well. I'm going to be rolling through game by game, giving you starts and sits uh, designation for our live stream. I will be answering questions at the end of the uh, the segment once I rip through these games here. So let me go. It's wide receivers. We have a lot to get through, so let's keep it fast and furious. Miami versus Jacksonville. Devontae Parker, analytically, I don't love him this week against uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it's not that Devontae Parker, it's not the questionable um, you know, versus is he playing or not. He is going to play. However, uh, Jacksonville's defense has been playing well. You know, if you have Parker and you don't have other options, you can play him. Daily Fantasy, I'm staying away from him. If you have somebody else off, you know, Flex, you could probably play somebody else. Again, live stream, I'll take your questions, um, you know, at the end here. Jacksonville, oh, Preston Williams is a sit. Jakeem Grant's a sit. Hollins is a sit. Everybody else from Miami is a sit. Jacksonville, I have DJ Chark, uh, assuming he's full health tonight um, as a play. I have him in the 18.7. I have him basically as the 14th ranked receiver. Uh, Jacksonville, do they get D.D. Westbrook back? You know, how is that going to play? LaVis I like what he's showing. He's a nice little Swiss Army knife there. But there's so much target distribution here that I'm probably going to stay away from them and redraft. If you're playing a matchup-specific daily fantasy, Chenault would be my guy, my secondary wide receiver for Jacksonville. Chicago versus Atlanta. Allen Robinson for Chicago and nothing else. Last week, we saw Mitchell Trubisky fall into that trap of just isolating Allen Robinson and just chucking the ball to him over and over. Miller is going to have um, vo- uh, you know, value throughout the season, but his value within each week is so volatile that I'm just staying away. You can do better on the waiver wire with more consistency. Atlanta, Julio Jones, because of the defensive matchup, I don't actually have as a start projection in terms of my computers, but it's Julio, man. You got to start him. You got to, if he's healthy. Calvin Ridley, definitely a start. Russell Gage, Definitely a start. Um, I like this passing attack, even against a tough Chicago Bears defense. Um, I think the receivers are going to get plenty of catches, plenty of yardage, so you can feel safe there. Cincinnati versus Philadelphia. A.J. Green is a sit for me this week. I think he was banged up again against Cleveland. I don't know. For me, coming into the season, Tyler Boyd, I thought was going to be the more secure, more consistent guy. He found the end zone last week. I think he'll keep it going. I like Joe Burrow, um, and I like Tyler Boyd this week. It's not a sexy grade. He's kind of like a, he's ranked number 33 in terms of wide receivers. So that's like a bottom flex type grade, but he is startable. Higgins, Ross, I stay away from. Uh, Philadelphia, Alshon Jeffries out. That murks up the whole scenario. If you're picking one Philadelphia receiver, I think maybe Greg Ward is the guy, but for crying out loud, just Philadelphia. They need help. They need help on the outside. Please help Philadelphia on the outside. It'll help everybody else in that offense. Honestly, though, it's going to be tight ends and it's going to be receivers out of the backfield, I think, this week for Philadelphia. Houston versus Pittsburgh. Uh, Brandon Cooks, I have as a start grade. Gulp. Uh, that is going to be like Will Fuller, Will Fuller being out. <sighs> Man, Houston. They just have a bunch of receivers that make you very, very nervous if you're starting them. But I do have Brandon Cooks ranked as the number nine wide receiver this week. So analytically, my, my computer picks love him. Randall Cobb stills, I'm away. Uh, Pittsburgh, I know Smith-Schuster and Deontay Johnson have been questionable. They were It was the same deal when they played Denver. I think both are cl- uh, clear starts for me, both within the top 20 of wide receivers. At some point, Chase Claypool is going to overtake James Washington. I think there will be some volatility there. Chase Claypool, if you're in a dynasty, snap him up he is he is very impressive he is very impressive he looks like a young Terrell Owens I mean he 
And you can see it in his snap counts too, in his targets. I mean, he's catching deep balls all over the field. He reminds me a little bit offensively with what Pittsburgh did with Martavis Bryant back in the day. And Martavis Bryant, this Pittsburgh uh, offense can go three deep at wide receiver. They will all have value. I like Claypool long-term. James Washington will be more of the the four wide receiver, kind of work in the middle of the field guy. Top two uh, are locked in. Juju Smith-Schuster, Giante Johnson. Uh, Claypool will be the guy later in the year. Las Vegas versus New England. Ruggs. I don't have him as a start grade, but because of how I think this game is going to go, I think New England's going to do everything they can to lock up Waller underneath. I think uh, Vegas, as they always do, will stick to the run. I think Ruggs is going to have some deep shots. He was wide open downfield like four or five times on that Monday night football game. I think he will outplay his projections. So I actually would start Henry Ruggs this week, and i definitely snap him up in Daily Fantasy. Um, the other wide receivers are a solid no for the Raiders. New England, I'm a start on Julian Edelman this week, and I am a start on Nikhil Harry. I love what this system is doing. They're kind of flaring him out. They're setting some things up deeper for him. Cam Newton does look in his direction. They haven't really connected yet. He is a great buy-low guy on the waiver wire. Nobody's really paying attention to him yet. But again, you know, I, I do watch all the games um, start to finish. Uh, I like to see how these offenses are progressing. They're setting some stuff up, and Nikhil Harry is going to be um, a very, very formidable red zone guy. The Rams versus the Buffalo Bills. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, uh, Reynolds, Jefferson. My computers don't like them. I do like Cooper Cup and Robert Woods to exceed projection this week. I think the Buffalo Bills will do a better job on Tyler Higbee. Um, they'll do a little bit of a better job in the run. I think the Rams will push more to the outside because, frankly, they haven't had to this so far this season. I think they will have to this week. So I like Cup and Woods uh, to, out, to exceed the computer projections. Buffalo, Stephon Diggs is a definite start for me. John Brown, who I normally like, is a sit for me. Same with Cole Beasley um, and everybody else there. San Francisco versus the New York Giants. I'm staying away from San Francisco wide receivers. I just think that this offense is going to go two tight ends and running back. It's very similar to what we're going to see from Philadelphia, maybe until Alshon Jeffrey comes back. San Francisco, they're basically waiting on Debo Samuel. Uh, I know Jimmy Garoppolo, too. Is he going to play? Isn't he? I don't know at this point. I think he's questionable. Um, if he does play, they're going to want to get rid of the ball quick. Again, that doesn't bode well for receivers downfield. That bodes more well for tight ends and running backs out of the backfield. San Francisco, let's see, New York Giants. Slayton I do have as a start. I mentioned in the quarterback segment that I feel like with Saquon out, with Freeman still kind of basically getting his body ready for NFL action, I think the Giants are going to have to go spread more with Daniel Jones. Slayton I have as a start. Golden Tate I have as a start. Um, but I'd stay away from the other receivers there. Tennessee versus Minnesota. A.J. Brown, questionable, but I do have him as a start. Corey Davis, I have as a definite start this week. I like the receivers against the Minnesota defense. Um, even Adam Humphreys, I don't start him in my fantasy leagues, but if you're looking for that daily fantasy sleeper, he is projected an 18, 15th overall for uh, wide receivers. Um, I like him working kind of the, the seam routes in the middle of the field. Even with Jonu Smith, I know they'll be comp competing for similar targets there. Adam Humphreys, I have as a nice grade. Minnesota, Adam Thielen, I do have as a start. I stay away from all Minnesota wide receivers. Jefferson has to step up. It's going to take him a few games. Watch his target totals. Watch his efficiency. But until he proves it, keep him out of your lineup. Uh, for a reminder for our live stream, I'm running through game by game. Once I get through all games, I'm going to be answering your live stream questions. Um, so I will get to you. I, 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 you know, I promise. I promise I will. Washington versus Cleveland. Terry McLaurin, I think, based on volume, you can start him, but I don't have a great grade on him. Uh, Steven Sims, analytically, could be very interesting. Um, if you're looking at, uh, you know, a wide receiver to get a touchdown pass, I think Sims is the more likely guy, but I just 
I don't love him in your redraft league. This is more daily fantasy talk, I'm saying. You might want to take a risk on Steven Sims because he'll be cheap. Uh, Cleveland Browns, Odell Beckham, not a great grade, but I mentioned before for one of our live stream questions, uh, Cleveland are going to be slamming uh, Chubb and Kareem Hunt uh, against this Washington front to try to tire and neutralize the pass rush. At some point, Odell Beckham is going to have two to three deep shots down the field. And because of that, because of the explosive potential, I start Odell Beckham, but I sit Landry and everybody else there. Um, Carolina versus the Chargers. DJ Moore is a start. Robbie Anderson, although I don't love him, my computers don't love him, is a start. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, the emphasis of the offense, it's gone. The identity of the offense is gone. I do like Mike Davis as a sleeper this week. I think we'll get you about 80% of the productivity that uh, McCaffrey would. But what does that mean? That means Bridgewater better step up this week. That means that Carolina will be throwing the ball. So volume-wise, I like both of those receivers for Carolina. Uh, the Chargers, Keenan Allen with Herbert playing is a definite start for me. I love Keenan Allen with Herbert. I don't like Keenan Allen with Terod Taylor. There you go. Um, Mike Williams, they'll get some deep shots, but if you're looking for a deep shot play, I'd rather I'd rather go with Odell Beckham than Mike Williams. It, it's only a matter of time before Mike Williams gets like a three-touchdown day. He's been dry for like a season and a half at this point, uh, but they're taking shots, and it's not like they're ignoring him. Uh, it, things will open up for him as well. Newark Jets, any receiver named Jamison Crowder, I am staying away from. Um, basically, I, I'm considering them radioactive. I'm just running away from them any way I can. Jamison Crowder, if he's healthy, because the offense is going to have to be routed through him, I think he's going to get you a ton of catches. And because of that, he'll get you a ton of yardage and a decent touchdown opportunity. I do have him as a start grade. Again, everybody else I'm staying away from. Indianapolis, uh, Hilton is a... Actually, analytically, I have Hilton underneath Pascal. Pascal I have as a start. I was talking about Pittman Jr. I think it's going to take Pittman a little while to progress in this offense, but watch closely this week. At some point, Pittman will have more value than Pascal. I'm just betting on Pascal. That's a lot of P's. It's a lot of P's. I'm probably popping my mic as I say them. T.Y. Hilton, um, because of the Campbell injury, I'm going to start T.Y. Hilton. I don't have a great grade on him this week in terms of the computer projections, um, but you know it's the Jets. The Jets are struggling. I think their defense is a little better than we get to give it credit for, but Phillip Rivers, he'll throw the ball to Hilton. So yeah, let's go ahead and start him. Uh, Dallas versus Dallas versus Seattle. I actually like the receivers in this matchup. I think we'll get a lot of offense. Um, you know, with respect, I know Seattle's uh, secondary is baller. I love them. But Dallas, their offense has come out pretty sharp. Their defense has, I think, been the thing that's been, been betraying them early in the season. Their offense looks good with, you know, the new system McCarthy in there. I know they have Kellen Moore uh, kind of held over. He's the incumbent offensive coordinator. Cooper, Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb all starts for me with Cooper being the fifth-ranked wide receiver, um, getting in the end zone at least once. I think Gallup and CeeDee Lamb, one of those guys will get in the end zone, but all will get catches and yardage, so I like all of them this week. CeeDee Lamb is probably, well, I don't know. Whoever's cheaper there between Gallup and Lamb is who I would go with in Daily Fantasy. For Seattle, Lockett, I don't have a great grade on Lockett. I have an amazing grade on DK Metcalf. He's actually, from my computer projections, rank him as number one. Two touchdowns this week um, at wide receiver. Uh, you know, Seattle, they, they divvy the ball out more. But Tyler Lockett, I stay away from him this week in Daily Fantasy. If you don't have a better option at wide receiver, okay, you can do it. By the way, for our live streamers, uh, you can look in the show notes below and uh, get these free projections. I'll give you the full boat of projections and all the analytics. I do it all free. You just have to email me to opt in, basically. So all this is available. If you're picking this up on the podcast or watching on YouTube, uh, check you know the, uh, the banner or the link below, and you can get all of my projections that I'm reading through right now. Detroit versus Arizona. 
Kenny Galladay, if he plays, is a start. Marvin Jones, if Kenny Galladay plays, is a start. If he doesn't play, he's a start. I like Marvin Jones this week. He's a start grade for me. Um, staying away from Amendola and everybody else. Arizona, DeAndre Hopkins, come on. Uh, analytically, I have him ranked as the number six uh, wide receiver this week, but he's a start regardless. I actually think Larry Fitzgerald will have a better game than Christian Kirk. So daily fantasy-wise, I probably start Fitzgerald. Uh, fantasy football-wise, I probably go in another direction. Let's see here. Tampa Bay versus Denver. Assuming Godwin plays, he's a start. Uh, Mike Evans, I think, is a start regardless. Tampa Bay let Tom Brady down last week. Brady looked a lot better in week two against uh, Carolina. Um, Denver's defense is better than Carolina's defense, but you know I still start kind of those those top two wide receivers there and stay away from everybody else. Arizona, I'm sorry, Denver. Jerry Judy, assuming he plays, I believe he's questionable, is a start. Tim Patrick is a daily fantasy sleeper for me this week uh, to step in. Cortland Sutton's gone, so there's going to be a second receiver there. Daily fantasy sleeper, Tim Patrick. I stay away from him in fantasy, obviously. Very interested to see what happens with KJ Hamler. He should be playing a lot more this week. Let's keep an eye out, everybody. Uh, this might be you know, basically when I'm, when we're talking next week, this might be a week where I'm saying, hey, pick up Hamler off of uh, waiver wire. So he's going to be interesting. Uh, keep an eye out. Green Bay Packers, Devontae Adams, assuming he plays as a definite start. He's ranked as a number two, but that doesn't calibrate for his hamstring issue. So buyer beware. But if he's in the lineup, you got to play him this week. Um, if he's not there, I like Valdez Scantling more than Alan Lazard. I don't love either if Adams is playing. Um, if he's not, those targets are going to be distributed somewhere, so probably Lazard and Valdez-Scantling are worth a start, um, with Valdez-Scantling being my preferred. If Michael Thomas plays, he's a start, obviously. If he doesn't play, I liked what I saw from Traquan Smith a lot more than I liked what I saw from Emmanuel Sanders, so I'm staying away from Emmanuel Sanders until he looks better on film. <clears throat> Traquan Smith this week I have an, as an awful grade, but again, if Thomas doesn't play, maybe Daily Fantasy Sleeper, you could you know, you know could do worse. Kansas City, Tariq Hill, uh, start. Sammy Watkins, I have as a start, and then I have Robinson and McCole Hardman graded as sits. So computer's best guess say Sammy Watkins is the secondary wide receiver there. Um, so, you know, take that for what it's worth. That That is so volatile. The second, third, and fourth wide receivers in Kansas City is so volatile. It's based on matchup. Uh, but again, my computer's like Watkins this week. Baltimore, Marquise Brown is a start, and I stay away from everybody else. I think Baltimore's receivers are good, but the only start-worthy player for me is Miles Boykin, or uh, I'm sorry, Marquise Brown. Not Miles Boykin, Marquise Brown. Let me get to, uh, oh, before I get to the live stream questions, let me get you some waiver wire and daily stream plays. Um, I think he's gone already by this point in this time of the week, but Corey Davis is definitely a start for me. Adam Humphreys also from Tennessee has a start designation, but I feel like that's better for a daily fantasy sleeper than it is for fantasy football league. I think you probably have stronger rosters elsewhere. You could look at running back for that flex spot. So I probably would look elsewhere, but I do have him possibly get in the end zone this week. So there you go. Uh, Zach Pascal, I mentioned before, I think he's the most likely benefactor with Paris Campbell being out. Keep a very close eye on Pittman, uh, but I like Pascal this week to get the more consistent yardage um, and, and uh, target distribution. Russell Gage, you can pick him up probably still, although you know people are starting to wake up on Russell Gage and play him. Tim Patrick, I mentioned before, I like Tim Patrick um, as a daily fantasy sleeper this week. Uh, as that secondary receiver, the defenses are going to be keying in on stopping Judy. I think things will be opening up for, for Patrick. So could be a good one for daily fantasy sleeper wise. Fantasy football week three starts, sits, waiver plays for the running back position. I go game by game, uh, giving you the projections to start, sits. Sometimes I give you, uh, oh, hey, Brian, uh, DJ Chark or Slayton, full PPR. Let me pull up the computer. Um, I think Chark, assuming I saw he had an injury designation. Let me look here. 
Chark, I have getting a... Where are you? Where are you? My bad. An 18.75, which means yardage and touchdown. That's a one touchdown. Hey, Daryl, I appreciate the, the comment. I appreciate that. Um, we're doing a ton of content today, so as long as you can stick with the live stream, you're going to see uh, a new segment here. Uh, let me look uh, for, for you, Bryant, on uh, Slayton. Where are you, Giants? Slayton I have as a 17.39, so that's a kind of a coin flip for me. DJ Chark, Thursday Night Football, is a you know he's questionable, so that concerns me a little bit. But at the same time, I have some concerns about what this offense is going to look like without Saquon. Uh, you know, Devontae Freeman, I love the signing, but it's going to take him like a week or two, I feel. I feel like he's only going to be playing like 40% of the snaps or something like that because, you know, he's going to be coming off. His, his body isn't NFL ready. It's going to be cold. So that means to me, I feel like um, I feel like Daniel Jones is going to be chucking the ball more down the field. If I have to pick one, I'm going to take DJ Chark because I like him. But just pay attention tonight. Make sure he's active. Uh, that's important. So an hour before t- game time, just check NFL.com slash inactives. You know, you go on, you know, your ESPN or your Roto World or whoever you use and just make sure that he's feeling good. Because if he's not feeling good, it's such a it's such a toss-up for me that I'd be okay doing Slayton. Um, okay, I'm going to get back to, I'm actually just going to restart that wide receiver, or the running back video. And uh, yeah, keep the questions coming, guys. I'll get to them after the segment's done. I'm happy to answer any questions you have. And I do have my computer projections up so I can kind of get more granular with everybody uh, today as well. <clears throat> All right, take two. Fantasy football running back starts, sits, and waiver wire plays or stream plays, daily fantasy plays for the running back position. I'm going to be going game by game, giving you uh, the projections, kind of some rankings here and there. I'll be talking about touchdowns as well. So if you're in a touchdown-only league, I think this will help. Uh, Once again, game by game, so let's get to it. Miami versus Jacksonville. Jordan Howard, for me, I was super high on him early in the season, and his role is actually kind of what I predicted it would be. What I didn't predict well was that uh, Miami's run game, they have not fixed it in terms of short yardage. Jordan Howard does take snaps when Ryan um, Fitzpatrick is under center, but when he's playing shotgun, Miles Gaskin dominates the snaps. Now, people ask me, who's the better runner, Howard or Gaskin? I'll say Gaskin looks better, but Gaskin is also running against uh, more favorable matchups. Uh, Gaskin is the guy for me to have in the Miami Dolphins backfield, so if he's available for you on waivers, snap him up. I have Gaskin as a 18.35 in uh, DraftKings, which means he's going to get some reception He's going to get some yardage, could find the end zone as well. He's a start grade for me, Miles Gaskin. Jordan Howard, you know, while Miami's offensive line can't handle kind of goal line situations, Jordan Howard's not going to have a hard, um, a high yards per carry. But if you're in a touchdown-only league, he does have that role. So he will have value. The problem is I think his value is going to be like next year. And when Tua ends up taking over, if it does indeed happen this season, he's going to be running a lot of shotgun. That, to me, means the safest bet for running back in Miami is Miles Gaskin. And I also agreed this week as well. Jacksonville, James Robinson runs so hard. He's so talented. He's a start for me every week. I don't know that he gets in the end zone, but he'll get you enough yardage to make it through. Um, And then I'm not a start on uh, Thompson or Howard. Chicago versus Atlanta. David Montgomery is a start for me this week. Tariq Cohen, he's not being used as much in this offense this season. I don't like it. I think Chicago needs to use him. I think that helps Mitch Trubisky, puts Trubisky in better uh, positions. Positions to succeed in this offense. Either way, David Montgomery this week for me will churn up yardage, could find the end zone. Atlanta, Todd Gurley. I don't love this offense for running backs, but I think he gets you enough yardage this week 
um, to get in there. I know Chicago's a tough defense. I've been saying it all week, but I think Chicago tries to ratchet down the passing uh, yardage for Atlanta, which gives Todd Gurley more holes. The This is roulette, though, uh, maybe even Russian roulette, because Dirk Cutter will move away from the run and warp speed. So we'll see what happens there. But like I said, if you have them, Todd Gurley for me is a bottom grade flex. Maybe gets a touchdown, maybe gets you some yardage, but you could probably honestly do better in wide receiver if you're looking for a bottom grade flex. Um, and, and neither Cohen neither uh, or Hill are starts for me there. Cincinnati versus Philadelphia. Joe Mixon for me is in prove it mode. Here's my concern with Cincinnati. Look, it's not that Joe Mixon can't run because I think he, I honestly think he's the most talented skill player on that whole roster. But Zach Taylor, what did he do last season when he had Andy Dalton and whoever the guy was? I can't even remember that backup quarterback that they ended up starting for a few games there. Early in the season, all Taylor did was throw the ball. And I'm talking, he threw the ball in like dirt cutter-like proportions. I don't like that. When you go out of balance as an offense, and when you start one-dimensional against NFL defenses, these def- defensive coordinators, they make a lot of money because they're pretty smart. I don't like it. I don't like the offensive system. I'm on record. I said the same thing about Freddie Kitchens last year. The same exact thing. Give the ball to Chubb was what I was screaming last year. I'm screaming this year for Cincinnati. Give the ball to Mixon. It helps the entire offense. Zach Taylor doesn't want to do that apparently, okay? That game was close enough that they could have finished with Mixon. And by the way, you have 61 passing attempts for Joe Burrow. How many went to Mixon? Like four? Give me a break. It's pathetic. I'm sorry, Cincinnati fans. I like Cincinnati. I do root for them. I want Cincinnati to be good. So that's why I'm a little bit more effusive in my annoyance of uh, of Zach Taylor. But I just don't like it. Joe Mixon, all the talent in the world, they're not giving him the ball. Driving me crazy, making my hair fall out. That's where I wear a hat. Joe Mixon, for me, prove it. I'm sorry. Um, and I'm worried. I'm worried about Joe Mixon. Uh, Philadelphia, Miles Sanders. I have him as a start. I have Boston Scott as a start as well. I think Sanders helps Scott. Scott gets enough catches and yardage um, this week, and Philadelphia is hurting on the outside, so I think there's going to be a lot of screen passes, possibly a screen touchdown. Boston Scott might be my favorite daily fantasy sleeper there this week. Miles Sanders, yardage, catches. He's a factor everywhere. Uh, Philadelphia is better with him on the field. Miles Sanders is a start. Um, Keith, I'll get to your question just a bit once I'm done through these games here. Uh, Tying back up to that point, I know Cincinnati fans will say, you know, Mixon will look to the back half of last season. I know. I, I remember that. And I remember saying, well, it's about time, Zach Taylor. So do it now. Come on. Burrow, I love Burrow. He's going to be amazing as a quarterback. I mean, buy all his rookie cards, invest in him any way you can, get him in, in your dynasty leagues. But you got to run the ball more. Balance on offense, guys. Uh, let's see. Houston versus Pittsburgh. David Johnson. I don't have a great projection on him, but I actually am starting him this week because Will Fuller is out. I think they need to use the screen game more. Um, so while my computer projection is low, uh, I do have a start grade um, personally. This is gut. This is my gut. I have him st- uh, as a start grade because I think Watson's going to have to spread the ball around like crazy. That includes tight ends. That includes to Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb. And David Johnson had a tough matchup against Baltimore last week. I think he looks more like he did against Kansas City in week one against Pittsburgh. Uh, as for Pittsburgh, James Connors is a definite start. I have him ranked as the 11th best court, uh, running back this week, and I have him at an 18, which means he has a touchdown, the one touchdown grade for me this week. Las Vegas uh, versus New England. Josh Jacobs, I think he's a good bet to do what uh, to be able to reproduce what Seattle did in the running game last week. You know New England's gonna, you know what New England does, right? They're gonna try to lock down Darren Waller, probably match up Stephon Gilmore on him. Um, that's my guess anyway, uh, and and do their best to bracket coverage on Henry Ruggs, and then just 
try to stack the box with seven and eight as much as they can. But I, I you know, Vegas, I've watched them. I watched them a lot last year. Um, I bet on them quite a bit because they're always underrated. I'm betting that Josh Jacobs finds the end zone this week. Even though I really respect New England, I know how good their defense, I know how well coached they are. I know that they're going to be keying to stop the run. I'm a believer in this Raiders um, team, and they stick to it. So even if Jacobs has like a 3.3 yards per carry average like he did against New Orleans, he's still going to be a factor in this game. New England, um, Sony Michelle is a no. And then James White, if he plays at this point, is also a no. Um, I'm really curious to see what happens when Damian Harris comes back. He, I think he's eligible re to return next week. This might be the week to pick him up and stash him, especially if you have an injured reserve slot. Just pick him up and put him on that injured reserve for a list. You'd rather have him now than later. Let's see here. Los Angeles Rams, Malcolm Brown um, is a questionable, so we'll see. Uh, it, by the way, Rams versus Bills. Uh, Brown is questionable. We'll see. Daryl Henderson has moved ahead of Cam Akers on the depth chart as of yesterday. I know this thing always kind of rotates, but Daryl Henderson looked good uh, last week. So actually, although they're playing Buffalo, although the computers don't love the uh, the Rams and um, and their running attack, and by the way, they didn't love golf either, I do think the Rams will stick with the run. I do think that there will be some touchdown opportunities. So bottom grade flex, yes, I would not invest in them daily fantasy. A little bit too risky for me. I'd rather uh, invest in, in Boston Scott, who my computers love. Now, Buffalo, Devin Singletary, I have this at start grade. I have him ranked as the 15th running back. I know we haven't seen much from him. When he's gotten carries, he's looked good. Uh, they really haven't used him in the screen game. Frankly, Buffalo hasn't had to. They've been pushing the ball downfield with success. I think the Rams will do a little bit better. Uh, against Buffalo with their downfield passing. So I think this is the week that Buffalo like works the short uh, yardage, the flats in the middle of the field. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see if I'm right about that. That's more gut than, um, than anything else. But my computers do like Devin Singletary for some screen passes, possibly a touchdown as well. Uh, let's see here. Tennessee. No, I'm sorry. I skipped San Francisco versus the Giants. McKinnon is a slam dunk start top five running back for me this week. Jeff Wilson is somebody that's interesting to me in daily fantasy. Uh, he could be a daily fantasy sleeper. The San Francisco team does like to rotate their running backs. McKinnon will get the lion's share of carries. Don't get me wrong. But with McKinnon, I'm sorry, but with Mostert, with Coleman out, Jeff Wilson, he has looked good in the past. He has been kind of a short yardage specialist in the past. Daily fantasy sleeper, and if you're really hurting, you're really struggling at running back, you can pick him up and plug him and play him. Um, analytics don't love the plug-and-play method, but I've seen Wilson Jr. in the past, and I think he's going to be good. Uh, plus, if, if McKinnon goes down with an ankle or something like that, it's been happening everywhere in the league, You know, then you have that uh, Wilson maybe in the second half, backfield all to himself, it'd be good. New York Giants, Devonta Freeman, um, Deion Lewis. I actually have Freeman... As a start this week, but beware, he's not going to play a full game. This isn't Madden. You can't turn injuries off. I mean, he's coming in. His body isn't in NFL shape. Uh, he doesn't really know the system that well. Um, his skill set matches Saquon Barkley, but it's going to take a little bit of time for this to meld. We're seeing the same thing with Fournette and, ja and uh, Tampa Bay. It's going to take some time for him to really... Uh, strengthen his hold, in my opinion, on this running back situation. But he should be rostered in every league. He will be good as we move forward. And um, Deion Lewis, I have as a sit. He was not effective when he went into action. Devonta Freeman, he'll get some passes right off the bat. So I think you can play him. Um, again, Daily Fantasy, I'm not sure what his budget is, but it's probably pretty low <laughs> because they set those budgets early. Um, so he should be in everybody's Daily Fantasy roster, in my opinion. Washington, I'm, I'm sorry, I skipped again. Tennessee versus Minnesota. Derrick Henry start. Uh, Darrington Evans, no. I had a dream, by the way. Derrick Henry blew out his Achilles. I hope that doesn't happen. My dreams never come true anyway. So, 
my dreams would come true to have a million views a, a day on this channel. We're not there yet. Maybe someday. But Derrick Henry's a start. You got to start him every week. But seriously, though, teams have been keying in on stopping Derrick Henry, selling out. And Ryan Tannehill's been kind of splicing them apart. I think this is the week that Minnesota, um, especially with their pass coverage, I think they play a little bit more honest. Um, so I think Derrick Henry this week will have more room to run against Minnesota. So I think he does better and probably has his best day of the season, this young season. Minnesota, meanwhile, Dalvin Cook, I think this is the week that he gets back um, to what we're used to seeing from Dalvin Cook. I think he puts up a 22. I have him ranked or projected anyway, computer projections at the fifth uh, running back there. Evans and Madison, I may sit. Although I would like to see Madison attack this defensive line for Tennessee. I think Minnesota, to put Kirk Cousins in better position to succeed, they just need to go thump and run, which means use Madison, keep Cook fresh, and just do a one-two punch. We'll see what happens. Washington versus Cleveland. Antonio Gibson, for me this week, I don't have a great uh, computer projection on him, but I think he's a, a start every week. He's getting better and better. I like what he's doing there. Peyton Barber. Nah, I mean, touchdown-only league, you could play him, but I'd stay away from him. Cleveland, you know they're going to try to commit to the run. I have start designations on both of these guys. My computers like them, uh, both to get a touchdown this week. Go ahead and start him against a very tough and underrated, at this point, Washington defense. We will be, by the way, after the uh, you know after these segments and everything, we will be recording a Washington versus Cleveland deep dive into the analytics, and I'll tell you why um, I like these matchups against these uh, two teams uh, matching up. Carolina versus LA Chargers, Mike Davis. I have his start designation. Now, a lot of this comes in with some Christian McCaffrey data, but honestly, I liked what I saw from Mike Davis last week. He's not Christian McCaffrey, but if he can be 80% of what Christian McCaffrey is, that's a start. So start him. Uh, especially in daily fantasy, he's going to be cheap. Start him. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers, Austin Eckler. I have him as a big start. He's actually analytically ranked as my number one running back this week. Uh, I think Herbert will throw to him more than maybe Tyrod Taylor would. Uh, Joshua Kelly has a start grade as well. He's available in a lot of people's waivers still, so pick him up and start him. I think you can, especially in daily fantasy. Caroline, I'm sorry, New York Jets. Frank Gore, sit. I'm staying away from all Jets, not named Jamison Crowder when healthy. That's that's where I'm on at on the Jets. They're just, the wheels are coming off. Sorry, New York. You see it, and I see it. It's bad. Indianapolis, Jonathan Taylor, ranked as the number two uh, running back in terms of computer projections. Start him. He'll get in the end zone twice. Dallas versus, oh, and uh, Naheem Hines I actually have coming back as well. I think Naheem Hines will get some catches and yards. Now, if he doesn't meet this, I think there's some risk because he kind of disappeared last week. Uh, but then again, game plan wise, the, the Colts just didn't need to use a running back out of the backfield as much. Let's pay attention. Is Jonathan Taylor a bell cow running back? I think the system wants to use two running backs. Again, I have Hines projected well, so maybe I rotated him into some of my daily fantasy lineups. But uh, it might be a wait and see in my fantasy league. So there you go. Dallas versus Seattle. Ezekiel Elliott, start. Chris Carson, start. Carson, I have is projected as the sixth-ranked quarterback. I think he runs well. Hyde does eat into some of those carries, especially late in the game. But Carson's displaying a lot better hands than any of us thought he had, so good for him. And Russell Wilson's throwing dimes every single snap. He's good. Um, Dallas is going to want to play some ball control uh, because, you know, Seattle, what do we know? Russell Wilson's playing incredible and uh, and Seattle wants to run the ball. This defense is going to be gassed. So ball, uh, so Dallas is going to want to play some more ball control than maybe they would in other matchups. I think Ezekiel Elliott gets a healthy amount of carries, so I like him there. Detroit versus Arizona. Uh, you know, the Adrian Peterson versus Carrion Johnson, to me, that's a coin flip every week. It's really probably goes down to who has had the better week in practice, but, uh, Deandre Swift 
is pretty secure in his role there. I think he'll get some catches. This Detroit Lions offense is going to have to keep up with a tough Arizona team. These two teams squared off in week one. Um, Kyler Murray played an amazing second half in his first NFL game. Now he has DeAndre Hopkins to throw to. Uh, Kenyon Drake, meanwhile, back to the running backs. Kenyon Drake is a start for me, but he's kind of a mid-range start, but he's a start nonetheless. I don't have him getting in the end zone, but I think he'll get you enough catches, enough yardage and everything to be worth a play. Back to Detroit, DeAndre Swift, I think he gets more passes out of the backfield. We'll see what happens if Galladay comes back too. I think that will really help this offense. That's going to be a fun game to watch, everybody. This is a more interesting matchup than it might look on paper with a 2-0 and an 0-2 team. Tampa Bay versus Denver. Leonard Fournette, to me, is the running back there, although at last check, Ronald Jones was still um, ahead of him on the depth chart. Jones kind of was in the doghouse because he had a poor uh, exchange. He took a handoff. Um, about the most pathetic quarterback to running back handoff I've ever seen. It was really bad. Uh, after that, Fournette ran away. I've been saying for a while that Fournette is a better running back than Ronald Jones. He will eventually be the starter. Um, I think J Jones is, I'm sorry, I think Fournette is the guy this week. But beware, Jones is still ahead on the depth chart. I have Fournette as a start grade. Me personally, I think there's too much risk there with the with the depth chart shuffle, so I'd probably stay away from it. But for what it's worth, my computer's like Fournette um, at a 15.48, which is a touchdown grade um, with some nice rushing yardage. Denver, Melvin Gordon is a start. They're going to want to give him the ball and commit to giving him the ball um, for as long as that they're in the game. And even when they're out of the game, Melvin Gordon can catch. Philip Lindsay's still doubtful at this point. I don't see anybody else, you know, Cortland Sutton out. I think even Judy might be um, questionable at this point. They're going to need Melvin Gordon. They're going to have to run the offense through him as much as they can. So based on that volume alone, I have him as a start. Green Bay uh, versus New Orleans. Look, New Orleans, I've been seeing it all year. They hold running backs to low yardage, low yards per carry, but it's Aaron Jones. Green Bay, he could have had three touchdowns in week one. I think he did have uh, three touchdowns in week two. Green Bay commits to Aaron Jones, especially on the goal line. You got to start him every week. Um, if you put them on the bench because they're playing a tough Saints defense, then what are you really doing? I always say you draft in those first three rounds, you draft those players to be stars unless proven. Otherwise, like we're seeing with Joe Mixon right now in Cincinnati, you got to start them against tough teams. That's what, that's what you draft them to do is play well against the tough teams. Um, New Orleans, Alvin Kamara, you got to play him every week, especially, especially if Michael Thomas is out. They need him in the passing game to keep things moving, but I have him as a start grade. Latavius Murray might get in the t into the end zone as well. I don't start him, but maybe in touchdown-only leagues, maybe in daily fantasy, you need a kind of a cheaper running back. He might be a guy in there, but again, I think he can do better elsewhere. Last game of the week here, Kansas City versus Baltimore. You got Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I do not like the matchup for two reasons. One, Baltimore's really good. They're tough against the run. He's not going to have a lot of room to run. Uh, two, we saw it last week. I mean, we saw it on tape. We saw it with our own eyes in week one. In goal line situations, he was kind of bounced backwards uh, a couple of times, like literally bounced backwards. It was almost butt fumble category with um, <laughs> Mark Sanchez from back in the day. But seriously, Edwards Hillary, he's a really good running back, but he's not getting that push in short yardage situations. So I think we saw Darwin Thompson. I don't know if Daryl uh, Williams will be fulfilling that role this week or what. But what we're going to see from Edwards Hillary is when he has space, he's going to be good. You drafted him early, you're probably going to play him. What did I just say? If you drafted him to be a star, you play him, even in, in a tough defensive matchup. I'm just saying computer projections, I don't have him as a great grade. I would personally play him, but I would not buy him in daily fantasy. I don't like the matchup. Baltimore, Mark Ingram, I have as a start. Uh, J.K. Dobbins 
is interesting to me, but Gus Edwards kind of got more of the snap share, at least more of the carry total last week. So watch that evolve. J.K. Dobbins, to me, is still the best pure running back on that roster with respect to Mark Ingram. At some point, Dobbins, I think, will wrestle that job away. But Mark Ingram, man, he's going to make that hard. In reality, I see this being more like what we saw in New Orleans with Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. I think this will be a kind of a two-back system at some point, but it's taken some time for uh, Dobbins to break through because Gus Edwards is perpetually underestimated. And uh, at some point, I think this offseason, he's going to be a free agent. He's going to land somewhere. He could be a starter. So if you're in a dynasty league, maybe buy low on him. If you have a deeper league and stash him, especially towards the end of the season, he's He's really good. Look at his career statistics. I mean, he's really good. Uh, That takes me through the game by game. Let me give you some uh, daily fantasy streams and some late uh, week waiver wire pickups if you're in a really tough position. If you missed on the McKinnon sweepstakes, uh, he is my number one uh, waiver wire running back, but he's probably gone by now. Uh, He's at a 20. um, So that's, I mean... He's, he's a very good projection, but if you want to find guys like Mike Davis, I'm sure he's already taken, but he'd be a great daily fantasy play. I think, um, like I said, I think he gets you about 80% of what a Christian McCaffrey maybe would get you, uh, and he displayed better hands than I thought he had last week when uh, McCaffrey was hurt, so there you go. Joshua Kelly is still available on a lot of people's waivers wires. You could pick him up and play him, especially this week. I like the matchup. Miles Gaskin, we talked about at the top of the episode. You could scoop him and play him. I think he is the better running back to have because he's more of the shotgun running back. Whether it's Fitzpatrick or Tua back there taking snaps, Miami's going to be playing a lot of shotgun. They are getting no push when they're taking snaps from under the center. Um, Jordan Howard has more value in touchdown-only leagues, standard leagues. I think Gaskin is your guy if you had playing any PPR format or playing daily fantasy. Lastly here, Boston Scott. Um, I love Miles Sanders. Uh, Philly's struggling on the outside. I have a computer projection for him to get a screen pass touchdown this week against really playing Cincinnati. So Boston Scott and Miles Sanders, by the way, but of course Miles Sanders is rostered. Boston Scott's somebody you could probably pick up, plug and play this week. And uh, he's another daily fantasy sleeper type back, um, probably until you know, Philadelphia finds some answer on the outside. So there you go. That is it for week three. We'll be back next week again with game picks with Brad and more fantasy football analytics with me. Uh, you can always check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash the underdog. Um, I live stream some of these segments as well, where I can interact with you. Uh, you might've heard some references throughout the show with the live stream and whatnot. If you have questions, uh, I do take those live. I stream, I think on Thursdays and Fridays and maybe Sundays sometimes as well. So you can check those out. Thanks everybody for listening. Please like comment, subscribe, and we will catch you next week. Good luck, everyone. Go out, play some Daily Fantasy, and get paid. You want to get paid? Then get paid. Sean and Brad help you with the games. From the fantasy to the gambling, we the NFL experts help you win. You better tune in for the two hosts. They know everything from the players to the coaches. So get paid on a Sunday, because the team right here know the game the most. From Chi-Town to the Florida coast. Got swag, got butter with the toast. Brad's a washed-up model. Don't hate on that. Sean writes the fantasy football almanac. So quit that losing time to win. We talk fantasy or real. Whatever you win, you're going to wish this podcast never in. Now get ready. Ready for the best show to begin. Let's go.